Today's episode of the Gotcha 9 podcast is brought to you by our friends at Kyle's Kitchen. Check them out in Goleta and Santa Barbara. They got three great locations. They got the Protein Grill. They got Kyle's Chicken House. Proud sponsors of UCSB Baseball and UCSB Athletics. Kyle's Kitchen, great people, great food. We're also brought to you by Smart Office Interiors, proud supporter of UCSB Athletics. They are your local source for quality commercial furniture for education, healthcare, government, private companies, the home office, and of course, the offices at Caesar Wasaka Stadium. They offer full service solutions that include design, planning, and installation. Call 805-965-8585. That's Smart Office and Interiors. All right, week one is in the books. Gauchos take two of three from the San Francisco Dons, winning on Friday and on Sunday. And they will head down to LMU today, Tuesday, to take on the Lions before opening up their home slate on Friday night against Nevada, first game of a three-game set. On the podcast today, we got some series highlights. We got the interviews over from the weekend, and then I'll do a series recap at the very end. So that's what's on tap for this episode of the Gaucho 9 podcast. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America, the Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one-strike pitch, and Mitchell belts us to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. He's at the track, he's at the wall, he leaps at the wall, and this one is out of here. Christian Curley. Gauchos are going to Omaha, can you believe it? John Newman wins it for the Gauchos. In the score is two. Here comes Mitchell, he's going to score. And the Gauchos are the 2019 champions of the Big West. 25 and two-thirds innings, 30 strikeouts and 20 walks. Jordan Sprinkle steps into the box. And Stevenson kicks in the line. And the first pitch of 2022 is on its way. And it is on the outside corner for a strike. And we are early here in San Francisco. 159 first pitch. Sun is shining on this beautiful turf field on campus. And Stevenson, his next pitch is a line drive center field base hit off the bat of Jordan Sprinkle. And that's how this season begins. Jordan, who had a fantastic year last year, Starts things off with a base knock, and that brings up Nick Votes. Lewis delivers, and the knuckleball swung on and missed as he strikes out Grime for the second time. He's got seven through three, and working quickly, retires the Dons in order. We'll go to the fourth, 1-1 tie here in San Francisco. Gutierrez working from the windup here. The lefty kicks and delivers, and Campania swings and misses a fastball. And Mikey Gutierrez strikes out the side here in the sixth inning. Infield double play depth. Cosgrove playing behind the bag at third. Jasso not holding the runner at first. Another one, two. It is pulled into left field at base hit. That's going to score Ledford. It's going to be fielded by Foster near the wall. McCollum stops at third. It's an RBI double for Bloom, and the Gauchos tie the game. So Johnny squaring the bun on the first two. Maybe gets 
Doesn't get the benefit of the doubt on the second strike call. Lays off a tough breaking ball and then doubles down the left field line to tie the game. Infield is still in. The one strike pitch. Breaking ball is into left center field to base hit. In to score is McCollum. Right behind him is Gianni Bloom. A three spot for the Gauchos here in the eighth. And it's a two run single by Nick Vogt. That gives the Gauchos a 4 2 lead. Just reaching for it off the end of the bat, a soft liner to left center. Gutierrez, the transfer from Mount San Antonio College. His 2-1 pitch is on the ground to short. Sprinkles got it, up with it, throws to first. And that does it. UCSB comes from behind in the late innings and defeats USF here on opening day by a final score of 5-2. See what Hart wants to do here. The one-two pitch. Another fastball swung on and missed. And Grimes strikes out. And Ryan Harvey strikes out the side and strands a pair of runners in scoring position here in the first inning. We've completed one. No score from the Hilltop. Jossa right-handed batter. Drives this one to deep left. McCollum near the track. He's at the wall. He leaps and he makes a great catch up against the fence. Right. Trey had a great beat on that right off the bat. Found the walls on the warning track. Gaged the jump. Didn't have to scale the wall or anything, but definitely had to make the play with the arm outstretched and made a great backhanded catch up against the fence for out number one. That's a fine play. Jason waiting for a good pitch to hit here. Long look for Barron. He's ready. Willow's ready. The 2-1. On the ground, up the middle. That's into center field, a base hit. Mosby scores. Here comes Willits. He's going to score. And Jason Willow ties the game with a two-out single here in the fifth. We got good speed on the bases with Sprinkle and Willow. The pitch is hit hard. Off the glove of Cosgrove into left field. Here comes Sprinkle rounding third. He's going to come home to score as a throw. Goes right over Cosgrove. And the Gauchos take the lead. It's three to two. Not enough for Mississippi State. And this is strike three called outside corner. And Nick Welch has a one, two, three, sixth inning, a pair of punch outs. He's got four. Boat. Well over into left center. Here comes the 2-2. Another changeup swung on and missed. Gallagher gets Foster swinging. And we've already seen some excellent changeups from the young freshman. He had the leadoff walk last inning. Worked around the air, got a couple fly outs. Had, was a behind Sprinkle 2-0. Behind Mortensen 2-0, and Brock hammers this to right. Back is Williams, he's at the wall, and this one is gone. A solo homer for Mortensen up over the yellow stripe, and the Gauchos take a 2-1 lead. It's 
Sam Beck steps off. Now he steps back on. He's ready. And the 0-1. And Vote hammers this to deep right center. This one is high. This one is far. This one is up over the stripe. Back to back. Mortensen and Vote makes it 3-1. Came on to face Kirtley last inning after a vote. Homered. He is on deck. Runners with their leads. Slight pull on the infield for Brock, who hammers this on the ground to left field, a base hit. Here comes Johnson. He scores, and everybody else moves up a base. And Brock Mortensen makes it 5-1. But the shadow line cutting right behind the mound right now. So Washburn's, his, his cap is in the sunlight, his feet in the shade. Two strike pitch, fastball on the ground, right side, and that's into right field, a base hit past Grime. That's gonna score two runs, Kirtley and Darby score on a two run single by Johnson. And the Gaucho carousel keeps going around here in the sixth. Non-conference against Nevada, midweeks against LMU, UCLA, USC. And here's a breaking ball swung on and missed. And after the double by Kieschel, Rice comes back and strikes out Williams and Demera and puts a zero on the board here in the last of the seventh. Well done by Michael Rice in his first appearance as a gaucho. We'll go to the eighth. Gaucho's in control here. It's 11-1. All right, welcome back to the Playable Radiology pregame show before opening day here in San Francisco. It's the Gauchos and the Dons at Benedetti Diamond in the city, standing here with Coach Fergus. Got checks for the pre uh, for the preseason preview pod. Figured I'd save you for, you know, two hours before the game. And, uh, you know, we're, we're running behind a little bit. So we're trying to make this quick, if that's possible. But uh, <laughs> it's your first time here. It's, it's a remodeled venue. I think it was remodeled a few years ago. Uh, first impressions? looking at it walking in in the gate here yeah i mean it's kind of san francisco it feels like it's jammed in there right it's just it's a uh, fuck it's it's wedged into um the city and it's kind of cool but also kind of weird uh there's some some idiosyncratic uh nooks and crannies here at the ballpark uh they've got weird setups for us uh no spikes for bp and you got to take your but you guys are doing it on defense. You got to change your shoes, and their cage isn't real. Like there's some stuff that you got to go through. I was just in our in our visualization and breathing stuff beforehand. I was telling the guys, hey, like there's going to be some stuff we just got to deal with. It doesn't matter. We don't care. Roll with it. Just get to the starting line. And that's sort of how I feel. Like it's just another another thing to deal with. Um, but it's it's a, it's a cute little place, um, and it looks Homer friendly. So that excites me. You know that <laughs> Well, and it's it's a nice day. It's warm. For, for San Francisco standards yeah. in, in February. I don't, I don't know if we're going to see any fog, but yeah, 300 down the left field mm -hmm. line, or uh, right field line, I should say. With uh, They've got the elevated yellow stripe, so I guess you got to hit over the yellow stripe. Looks yeah, like we it's hit it what, high anyway. We're good. It's what? It's as high as the, the foul pole? Yeah. So maybe 30 feet? Yeah. Something like that? So Perfect for us. Tee it high, let it fly. We, they, you know how we do. Yeah. You know how we do. <laughs> well, how, how are you feeling going into to opening day? Where, where's your headspace at with, uh, with this new team? Because it's... Uh, we're going to hear a lot of different names compared to last year. Uh, I know you were you were with the uh, the Twins last year, so it's your first year back from, from 2019. We've been over that, but uh, how how you feeling? 
I, I feel great. I'm excited. Um, it's it's always exciting. Opening day is always just exciting. Um, I, I learned a long time ago not to really prognosticate uh, about how good we're going to be, especially the opening weekend, because a lot of times your opening weekend is not uh, a preview of the rest of your season. I, I think in 2019 it wasn't. You know, I think we went two and two in the first four games, and and then went on a crazy winning streak. So uh, that first weekend is about just sort of getting some guys into it, uh, experience. The young guys need need their that first nervous AB out of the way. They need their first nervous pitch out of the way. Uh, some guys just need to get that first ground ball taken care of. Like, oh, okay, this is the same game. Um, but it's exciting anyway, no matter what happens. I like our club. I mean, we, we have a lot of cool pieces and, and, and guys that are, are, are really good players and, a, and, you know, a mix of guys that have done some stuff and some new guys. And um, I don't know exactly what that mix is going to look like long term. And uh, I don't even know what it's totally going to look like this weekend. I, that's sort of the fun part is we're going to have some, some different different guys play roles this weekend, uh, both uh, planned and unplanned, of course. And so uh, it's just exciting to get started. And we've been talking lately the last week or so about just get to the starting line. This is not about the end of this thing yet. This is not about a regional yet. It's not about Omaha just yet. This is about getting to the starting line so we can begin that journey. Um, and oftentimes it's easy to just sort of say, well, we got to the start of the season and that feels like enough. Um, you know, we just we got to put all that stuff, all the work we've done, and uh, and just go see what happens. And that's uh, that's easier said than done, but that's where we're at. Well, look, looking at the starting lineup myself, I feel confident about the starting lineup. It's, it's a lot <laughs> of it's a lot of names that are. I, I just said yeah. there are unfamiliar names, but there's a lot of familiar names sure. in the starting lineup. You got Sprinkle at the top. Mm -hmm. You got Mortensen in there. You got Curly in the three hole. You yep. got Kyle Johnson back. You got Jason Willow back. So there's competent hitters. But you're losing the Casanons. Marcos, I was looking at the stats last year. Marcos had 40 runs batted in in 28 games yeah, last pretty year. Good. And he hit over 400. Yeah. It was unbelievable what he yeah. did last year with the bat. So you're, you're missing that. You're missing Zach Rodriguez. You're missing uh, Cole Cummings, who's an on-base machine last year. What what guys do you, do you anticipate them filling in those types of roles? Or, like you said, it's a new club and, and you're kind of – letting it go just let's let them play turn them loose yeah it's it's never about who you don't have it's about who you do have right and and so if you think about well who's got to replace marcos's production and who's got to replace uh z rod's production i don't no, nobody like that's not it's not the money ball job. mentality where no you, it's not anybody's job. guys <laughs> I, I, it, it is different in in professional baseball where you can literally say we don't have that person let's go get to someone to specifically replace right. them right. that's a different concept college baseball is not about that college baseball is about the collective right and there are individual performances within that but for us it is not about we have never said like Brock Martinson's going to play right field today. His job is not to be Zach Rodriguez. He is in no way Zach Rodriguez. They're they're very dissimilar players. So to say, hey, you got to do what he did is is silly and, and not productive. And um, Jason Willow is not going to be Marcos. And so uh, that doesn't like none of that matters in terms of how we're going to do this thing. We we build, and anybody that's ever you know ever seen behind the scenes with us is we build our offense and our pitching and our defense to what we have right and certainly we have some styles that we like but it is not about as much as we joke about it we like to hit homers here we do but we're also going to do the things that we're good at too and we're gonna we're gonna run the bases and we're gonna be able to to do some things that are um, not just what Marcos was great at which was really driving the ball in the air and, and crushing homers and doubles and stuff like that and we're gonna hit a bunch of those uh, for sure but it is no one's job in particular to replace those things it's about all of us just trying to be as good as we can and we'll try and put a combo out there that, that helps us do that so on a, on a personal side first time in two years back in a gotcha uniform 
pretty pumped. Don't this I look good, too? You look I'm fantastic. At, I mean, this is a custom? Did you yeah, custom? Yeah, custom job, this, yeah. yeah. Custom so anybody, anybody sees this is going to, you'll appreciate it later when, when, uh, when you hear this and, and watch, the, watch the feed. Um, it is a custom job, Kev. You know how I, I have to have a little bit of something for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't just go with the, with the, the mainstream. So, yeah, I've got a little custom uh, cutoff thing. Coach Martino left this for me. You got stitch, too. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Right? Yeah. It's, it's a I have a personal tailor now. Uh, but I, Coach Fontino left this for me, and I appreciate that, Maddie. Um, just trying to make it look good. The, the home look is going to be better. Than oh, the road just look, wait right? till the home look. Okay. Just wait till the home okay. look. We got some stuff ready for that, I'm, uh, I'm... <laughs> Gaucho fans. Um, I'm I'm really excited to be back here, and uh, it's it feels very familiar, and uh, just walking, in, you know, in uh, from the bus with, with checks this morning, and um, and just that process felt felt really natural and really good, and. Um, I think blue looks good on me, and I'm excited to be back in it. Okay. Ferg, uh, wild predictions for the weekend? Mm. I love interviews with this question for some yeah. reason. Wild predictions. Wild predictions is every single player we brought plays. I'll buy that. I'm buying that. I heard rumblings of over under six homers for the weekend for the Gauchos total. Oh, you know I'm going over. Over. I mean, smash the oh, over. Yeah. That's always Hit my, it hard. Like, if we're going to Vegas, smash the <laughs> over on, on, on homers for us always. That's that's always how I live. And we got Corey Lewis on the bump today. Yeah. Fired up to see Corey with his five-pitch mix. Yeah. You know, fired up and Corey Lewis don't really ever go together, I don't feel like. <laughs> um, but in a good way. Like, he's just so casual about everything. And, and uh, it makes you feel like, well, I don't know. Corey seems fine, so we're probably okay. Um, it'll be fun. It, it's good. Like, He's gonna he's gonna do his thing and uh, and, and control uh, control the running game and, and control the strike zone like he does you know like I've seen him do a million times and uh, he'll put he'll keep us in the game and we'll see what we can do offensively. That's Coach Fergus, uh, first interview of many this year. Go get him. Thanks, Cap. Welcome back to the Playboy Radiology pregame show here before Game Two of the Dons and the Gauchos in San Francisco. Standing here with one of yesterday's heroes and first time guest. Mikey Gutierrez. Now, I called you Mikey all day yesterday, and I think that's what I was first introduced to you as, Mikey. So, is it Mike, Michael, Mikey, Goody? Like, uh, what is it? It doesn't really matter. I like them all. Okay. I'm, I'm into that. Yeah. Mikey Gutierrez, it, it, I think it rolls off the tongue. Perfect. It, it yeah. sounds pretty good. Um, well, let's, let's talk about the game yesterday, because Corey, 10 strikeouts, four and two-thirds. You come in in the fifth. Were you anticipating coming in to finish that inning, or did you think you were going to have a clean inning to come in? No, I wasn't. You know, I was just ready in the bullpen, you know, just trying to do my job in there and get hot and just be ready. And then first batter, so it's a, it's a one-run game, right? One-run game. That was in the fifth. And did you have runners on? Yes, it was first runners on first. Runner first and third? or uh, first and Just second? first with two outs. Okay. So tired to – or uh, – no, Gouchers were down by one. First Division One appearance, were you were you nervous? Were you scared? Like uh, I was happy to be out there. You know, I was ready to go in the bullpen. I was hot. Uh, you know, just trying to do my job, throw strikes, and pitch contact in that inning. How is it uh, working with Gianni behind the plate? Love it. You know, uh, we played summer ball together. Really? So, uh, yeah. So, just that history is perfect for us right now. Summer ball uh, this past summer? Yes. Where? Uh, San Luis Obispo Blues. That's right. Yeah. Okay. It's a slow blues. <laughs> yeah, you know, he caught me four times up there, so, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Were you in the, a starter role over the yeah. summer? Yes, I was. Okay, so you're, so you're used to pitching extended innings. Yes. And yesterday, did did you think that you were going to have a couple innings, or 
like uh, once you got on a roll, you're like, I'm gonna finish this game. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I'm just trying to do my job, pitch the contact, and uh, just compete out there. So. Well, you, you you rolled up uh, four straight strikeouts, so that's not pitching contact. That's blowing yeah. by guys. You know, just throwing strikes and uh, and just see what happens. You know. <laughs> uh, well. How does it feel being in a Gaucho uniform? You went to Mount San Antonio College, yes, so a JC transfer coming in. Um, how does it feel being in a Gaucho uniform? You like Santa Barbara? Uh, I'm loving it so far. I love the culture. I love the team, players, coaches. It's perfect. Uh, anything that you picked up from Coach Checkett so far? Or for, or from Coach Jones? I mean, maybe Coach Jones because you guys are both lefties. Uh, yeah, there's just so much to say. I just, um, I think just competing, you know, kind of just having that mindset to just go out there and give it your all and just trust yourself, trust your defense. Trust the catchers and just have fun. What uh, what pitches were working for you yesterday? What did you feel most confident with? Uh, I felt confident with the changeup. You know, fastball away, um, first pitch strikes. First pitch strikes are good. Yeah, <laughs> we, we like first pitch strikes. Corey had a lot of first pitch strikes. You had yeah, a lot of did. first pitch strikes, and I think uh, combined you guys totaled uh, 15 strikeouts. Pretty strong number for nine innings. So uh, so good work with that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, well, talk about uh, your, your JC ball. Um, you, you had to deal with the COVID year. Mm. Um, where is Mount San Antonio College for people who don't know about it? City of Walnut. It's probably like 45 minutes from LA. Okay. Uh, yeah, last year was kind of hectic with, with the COVID year. We had to join a new conference. Since our conference weren't playing, they opted out. So it was kind of hectic traveling places is it, further. Is it uh, close to home? Uh, yes, it is. Probably like, like 15 minutes from home. Okay. Did you... Uh, do you enjoy playing college ball close to oh, home? Yeah. Oh yeah, loved it so much. <laughs> it's it's an unfamiliar uh, spot for me. I, I don't know that area too well, but uh, I mean, Southern California is so big. There's so much good baseball everywhere. True. Yeah. Gauchos are fortunate to have you. I appreciate it, Kevin. <laughs> All right, uh, that's Mikey Gutierrez, uh, one of yesterday's heroes. What was final line was uh, four and a third. Got the win. Yeah. Got the first win of the, of the year, so that's something to tip your hat to. And uh, five strikeouts only allowed one hit, so nice work out there. I appreciate it, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah, that's Mikey. All right, we're trailing it. We're going to do this as fast as we can. Standing here with Kyle Johnson. Fifth-year senior for the Gauchos, first baseman. It's a, it's a rubber match today, so you won on Friday. Come from behind. Dropped the game yesterday. It was a little bit of back and forth, couldn't pull it together at the end, but uh, what's the mentality as a veteran going into a Sunday game where each team has won a game? Um, you know, Sundays are, they can be a little tricky. They can be, for some guys, a little tougher to get up to than, you know, Friday coming to the series, new ballpark and stuff. We've already been here for a few days. I know last year, I think our Sunday record wasn't great, despite our, compared to our overall record, especially. I think Sundays are kind of all about they're all about competing at the end of the day. You're not getting their Friday arms. There's going to be some runs scored. There's going to be punches thrown both ways and just better hanging in there and hopefully getting a happy bus ride home. There you go. That's that's what you play for on Sundays, really. Oh, right? yeah. You play for the happy bus ride. That helps. That's a little extra incentive. <laughs> well, first two days, bright and sunny skies, a little bit warmer. Today you got the you got the overcast, a little bit of breeze. Yeah. So is that going to affect things as far as hitting goes? Um, yeah, I mean, this feels like a little more like San Francisco, like it should be, but yeah, and all the hitters, we woke up this morning, looked out the window and saw the clouds and we were all, we were you all like, so you like excited. Hitting, you like hitting one in Shady? Shady, or, especially or overcast? in this park. I know after about the fifth or sixth inning the past few days, the uh, shadows have creeped in past home plate a little bit and it's made it a little tricky to see. They don't have a batter's eye here. 
So I know the hitters are just a little more excited today. So that's hopefully a good sign for us. Uh, I tell you, I like golfing when it's overcast. There's no shadows. I hate it when I, I step up to the ball and I can see my shadow and the sun's behind me. Yeah. And you look at the swing on the ground, you're like, yeah. that, does it really look like that? Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. so weird. So, yeah. so yeah, you're playing for the ride home. Obviously, you're playing to win the series. You're facing um, a new arm. I think he's a grad transfer. What do you got on the, on the pitcher today, righty? Yeah, I mean, I try to not individualize my plan too much based on who we're facing. It's more, I think, more about myself, what I'm going to do. So just in general, you know, it's they like to be more fastball change-up to us lefties. So they like to run it away from us. So it's, from my perspective, what helps me most is staying on stuff, see the left-center gap, thinking over the shortstop. And, Adjust if they're going to come into me or yeah. work soft stuff away. You, you railed one over the shortstop said uh, on Friday. Yeah, I mean that that's good approach. That's exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, how is the uh, how's the knee brace working for you? Knee brace is great. You yeah. know, it's fits nicely under the pants and under the sock, and we're moving moving all right. We're getting around the bags if we need to, and. Because yeah. I can't, I can't see you from my vantage point, so I don't know how you've looked over first base. I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's not, it's not hindering anything really. It feels good. Good. That's that's good to hear. We're still waiting to see, hear from the uh, how it holds up on the first dive I have to take. Ooh, like okay. I, maybe get into second base hard or something. Maybe we'll get that today. We might get that today. That'd I'd love be cool. to be on the bases running around. <laughs> That'd be cool. Okay, uh, it's it's time for pre-brief. Um, one tip for uh, for a freshman as far as packing before a Sunday road game. <laughs> packing. I think the key is putting all your toiletries in your baseball bag at the field oh. so that you can take them directly to the showers and have, you know, your lotions, your deodorants, all that ready to go. Okay, that's your uh, that's your fifth-year senior tip from Kyle Johnson. Oh, yeah. uh, rubber match today, Gauchos Dons, uh, go get them. Go get them. Go Chos. Go Chos, baby. Gauchos go 2-1 and one on the weekend in San Francisco against the Dons with wins on Friday and Sunday. It was a very enjoyable weekend to start things off. Uh, always fun getting back to checking your phones and looking at scores and watching highlights and uh, scrolling the, the Instagram and the Twitter and, and seeing college baseball back in full swing. And it's, uh, it's a great time of year, and it's always fun to be a part of and it was my first time up in San Francisco, uh, a unique ballpark for sure, uh, tucked in there up on the hilltop. And going back to the Bay Area, of course, always great to see familiar faces, former gauchos, former student managers, former broadcasting partners, uh, and some former players, and, and of course the families uh, of all the players that were there. Uh, it was a great turnout. I think every single game jam-packed, with Gaucho fans, with USF fans. So that was, it was really fun. It was really fun, uh, far removed from opening day last year against Santa Clara in an empty Caesar Wasaka Stadium. So um, that was a, a great sight to see, and we're looking forward to more of the same moving forward. So I, I don't have an interview for this week. A bit of a quick turnaround with these with the Tuesday games, so I'm gonna try and and workshop uh, what I'm gonna do here. If we're gonna maybe release the podcast later, or if I can get interviews in on Mondays, um, 
after the series so that we can add to the pregame interviews. Of course, when I go on the road, I'm able to do the interviews before the game, so we have some content for the podcast if you weren't able to tune in to the audio only. But home games, of course, I'm running around doing all kinds of stuff before the games. Don't necessarily have time to secure interviews to put on the podcast, so maybe on the home series we'll have an interview with a player, a coach, or a media member, or an alum, or something like that, after the weekend is over. So it'll be a variety of things. Um, I don't have David and Spencer at my disposal this year. They have uh, moved on, and so maybe looking to, to fill those shoes with with someone who wants to step up to the plate, or uh, you know, just gonna have to try some different things on the podcast. And so this week. Uh, I'm just going to break down the first three games really quick, and we'll look forward to the game tonight, Tuesday, against LMU, and the weekend series coming up against Nevada, the Wolfpack. And, of course, we'll reward hitter of the week and pitcher of the week as well. So let's dig in. Friday, opening day, it was Corey Lewis on the hill, and he picked up where he left off, uh, 10 strikeouts in four and two-thirds innings. He was bit by the long ball, but Corey was very good. He looked crisp. He was getting ahead in counts. He was using all of his pitches. He struck out a guy with the knuckleball, of course. So Corey is back. He he looked good in his first outing. It was um, two early double plays that helped out Stevenson, the starter for USF. It was one in the second inning prior to the game-tying homer by Harris Williams. Um, And... Santer, their reliever, uh, USF, after Stevenson, he he retired, I think it was 11 batters in a row, 10 batters in a row to finish out the five innings. Santer came in and was really tough in the sixth and the seventh. And with the two home runs for USF, Gaucho struck in the first inning with just one. So it was 2-1 going into the late innings. And it was the Gaucho youth that sprung the rally in the eighth inning it was a a leadoff walk by leo mosby and then johnny bloom with a great at bat he fell behind 0-2 he was trying to square to bunt maybe got a tough call to go strike two and then he doubled down the line to tie the game and then it was nick vote came through with a two-run single gave the gouches a two-run lead and then they added one more in the ninth willow triple ledford safety squeeze couple newcomers had big spots in that game. Latre McCollum came in, pinch hit single, straight to right field in his first at-bat, and then he, he roped one to center field. I think the single was, was part of that three-run rally. And then Mikey Gutierrez, he came in to get Lewis out of the fifth. He went four and a third, wound up going four and third, allowed just the one hit. He had five strikeouts, did not allow a run. And behind him, the Gouches did not look back and won opening day 5-2. to two. And then on Saturday, it was Ryan Harvey who got the start, worked out of a jam in the first inning, had a couple base runners on second and third, struck out the side. It was uh, Latre McCollum who scaled the wall in left field uh, and made a great catch. I think that was off of Gabe Gioso. Just perfectly timed, good first step. Warning track, wall, and in great rhythm to make that catch. He also had two 
uh, exciting catches on pop-ups down the left field line. Almost overran one, but uh, Latre looked good in left field. USF, two two-run homers. And at this point, so they had two runs in the first game and four runs through the through the fifth inning on Saturday. Six runs total, all on home runs. And so Gauchos were trailing 2 nothing. They rallied for three runs. They got some freebies in the in the uh, the top of the fifth inning. They were able to rally and take the lead, but USF struck back two-run homer right in the bottom of the fifth, and then Gaucho struggled on the de- on the defensive side. And I think there was a, there was an error in the infield, and there was a throwaway at first base, which enabled USF to score a couple runs uh, of insurance in the eighth inning, and they were able to come away with the win on Saturday. So that even the series, the Dons came back to win and even the series at a game apiece going into Sunday. Sunday, Gaucho sent out Ryan Gallagher, the true freshman from Granite Bay. First collegiate start, and he was really great. And we we had high hopes for Ryan, and he came through with the changeup. That was probably the pitch of the day. It was very effective to righties, both righties and lefties, and you know, even though he didn't make it through the fifth inning, I'd say it's a quality debut for a freshman starter uh, trying to pitch on a Sunday in uh, in hostile conditions with uh, a packed house at <laughs> up there at Benedetti Diamonds. And it was Michael Rice who came in to pick up Gallagher. He went two and two thirds. He he got out of the fifth inning, and and Michael turned in a great effort against uh, the Dons. He was uh, disallowed two runs, sorry, two hits, no runs. He didn't walk anybody, and he struck out four. It was a tie game, 1-1 in the fifth inning, and Brock Mortensen and Nick Vogt changed that. They went back-to-back, the first homers of the season for the Gauchos. It was Mortensen up over or through, depending on who you ask, uh, the yellow line, which is halfway up the the barrier netting at Benedetti Diamonds. And then Nick Vogt went oppo taco with a, an absolute missile out to right center, which gave the Gauchos a 3-1 lead. And then in the next inning, the top of the sixth, Jason Willow reaches on a throwing error, and then the floodgates opened. Six hits, I think it was three walks, a hit by pitch, an error. Gauchos sent 12 men to the plate and scored eight times to blow the game open. And they did not look back, and they come away with the 11 to one victory to take the series and uh, go to two and one on the season. So, a couple things to note from those games overall. And as you heard in Coach Fergus's interview, one of his bold predictions was that everybody would play this weekend. Every Gaucho would play. It he came close. Came close. So 28 out of the 34 players that were brought on the trip wound up seeing the field. We had 11 new Gauchos make their collegiate or Gaucho debuts this weekend. Five position players and six pitchers. And also, uh, Donegal predicted six or more home runs. Didn't quite get there for the Gauchos, but there were six home runs total hits. Um, just... Two for the Gauchos, four for the Dons. So that'll certainly light a fire under Coach Fergus. Got to get the Gauchos in the air and do what they do best. On the pitching side, 
the staff was able to neutralize the Don's rallies. As I said, the first six runs that they scored were on home runs. So if they walk guys, well, the, the homers, the two two-run homers, I think both of the guys that were on base were walk or hit by pitches. So I'm going to, I'm going to ease on, take it easy on that point, but uh, they were able to neutralize Don rallies. They, they didn't let most of the walks or hit batters or runners in scoring position get to them. Six of the nine runs that the Gouches allowed totaled only allowed nine total runs on the weekend, but six of the nine came on homers and the other two came on error. So there's only one like base hit. So there's only one rally where he, I think it was a double and then a single that scored a run for the Dons. So in my eyes, I think that's that's kind of a good thing, right? You're not letting innings get out of control, or at least you didn't let the innings get out of control over the weekend. There weren't really any crooked numbers. I think two was the most runs that the Dons scored in any inning this weekend. Overall, the Dons, they stranded 23 runners on base. Gauchos struck out 41 USF players. They had 15 in the first game, 13 on Saturday, 13 on Sunday. So lots of strikeouts for the Gauchos. Corey Lewis had 10 of those in his starts. Ryan Harvey totaled six in his start on Sunday. So for my observations, I think the pitching had the advantage most of the weekend for both sides. They were definitely aided by the shadow that crept in in the middle to late innings between home plate and the mound. And since it was sunny on Friday and Saturday, it was very bright in the outfield and very dark in the shadow. And Gautz's uh, had trouble with that. I think some of the USF players had trouble with that as well um, throughout the course of the game. But uh, UCSB, they were able to muster rallies that determined the outcome of the game on Friday and Sunday in innings that started with a walk and an error. So on on Friday, it was a four-pitch walk to the pinch hitter Mosby in the eighth, which started a three-run rally, which gave them the lead. And then on Sunday, it was a throwing error to lead off the inning with Jason Willow chopping one in front of home plate. It was a throwing error that started that eight-run rally. So Gauchos were able to get some crooked numbers when they had to to get the wins. That was on Friday and on Sunday. So... The typical opening series, Gatsos are filling out different roles. We saw three different batting orders. We saw multiple players playing multiple positions. We didn't overwork the starters, tested some arms in some close game situations. Defense wasn't spectacular, and the offense was maybe slightly behind the pitching. But when you go 2-1, and one, you win a series. That's That's ultimately what you play for. And, of course, there are those moments where you think, well, on, on on Saturday you probably could have could have won that game. You certainly think that if you're if you're coach checks or if you're Ferg or, or DJ or, or Erdie, the coaching staff, you look at that Saturday game and you go, Man, like we easily could have taken three games. But as a coaching staff, that's what you build on, that's what you work on, that's what you take to the field the next day. And now that we're back to a normal schedule with Tuesday midweek games, it's you you're able to put it to use right away. So moving forward, I think it's just going to be a good thing uh, playing on Tuesdays and not having to sit for a week to dwell on on what happened uh, the weekend, over the weekend, I should say. So uh, it's time for the hitter of the week and pitcher of the week. 
hitter, it was pretty easy this week. It's Nick Vogt. Six for 13. He had the most hits of any Gaucho. He hit a 462 average for the weekend. Two runs, the homer. Led the team with five RBIs. He also stole a base. So, uh, Nick Vogt, congratulations. You are the hitter of the week on the Gaucho Night podcast, and I think he was awarded the... uh, He graduated from Junior Slugger um, in the hitters meeting today as well. So, that was cool. But a game-winning single on Friday. Um, big week for Nick Vogt on opening weekend. Pitcher of the week, l- little, little tricky, I think, because there were some good performances for sure with uh, all the new faces. And and when you get two wins, usually there's uh, multiple guys to pick from for pitcher of the week. But I've settled on Mikey Gutierrez. And you heard him uh, in the interview earlier, but four and a third, a hit, no runs, five Ks. And he came in with the Gauchos trailing and threw up some zeros and neutralized the Don Bats and kept the Gauchos in it. And they were able to rally in the end. So he gets the first win um, of the season that was on Friday. He's at 1-0. and And um, great to see from Mikey Gutierrez. Lefty might see a starting role uh, coming up soon after that performance. So that's your recap for the USF series. Gauchos take on LMU tonight at Page Stadium, 6 o'clock starts. Lions 0-2-1 this past weekend at home against the Utes. They had their Sunday game due to travel curfew with Utah having to go to the airport and fly. But uh, Lions lost 8-5, 10-7, and then were tied 9-9 after 10 innings on Sunday. So that's who the Gauchos got. Uh, first of two midweek series with the Lions, midweek games with the Lions. Um, that'll be tomorrow night on the road at Page Stadium, 6 o'clock, first pitch. Then coming up this weekend, Gauchos open their home slate with University of Nevada. It's a 5.30 start on Friday. The Wolfpack were on the road at Grand Canyon over the weekend. They won a tight one on Friday, 4-3 and then blew out the Antelopes on Saturday 20-2, to and then were boat raced on Sunday. They lost 15-4. to So lots of runs were scored in that series, which kind of inflates the offensive numbers and the pitching numbers, of course, uh, coming into the weekend series. They will play on the road at Arizona State tonight. So they'll have some more stats to, to total for, for Friday. But... Going into that game, a 6.58 ERA as a team um, over the weekend. They gave up, let's see, uh, 28 runs overall. No, 20 runs, sorry. They scored 28 runs. Um, as a team, they hit 322 on the weekend. Joshua Zamora had a big weekend. He was 8 for 12 with two doubles and three home runs and five RBIs. And then a Matt Clayton. Had a homer and six RBIs for the Wolfpack. So a couple of names to keep her out for um, over the weekend as the Gauchos get set to take on the Wolfpack on Friday night. All right, that's your weekend recap. You got your hitter of the week, Nick Vogt, your pitcher of the week, Mikey Gutierrez. One more road game before the Gauchos come home. Uh, we hope to see you in L.A. and see you at Caesar Wasaka Stadium on Friday night. Hope that the house is packed. Hope there's not an empty seat in the house. Um, and I hope everybody comes out and has a great time under the lights for the home opener. So um, that'll wrap things up for the podcast. 
Check out social media, Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Uh, Gouch is doing some TikTok stuff. Um, if you have any comments on the on the new graphics for the stories on Instagram and Twitter, uh, let us know. We put in a lot of good work for for those things. Uh, I think they're super cool, and uh, and we're excited about that. And we're excited to see you guys at the yard. So uh, it was a fun weekend, and uh, this is just the beginning. Lots more baseball to come, and uh, and more pos- podcasting, of course, uh, to come. So uh, go Gauchos on Tuesday. Today, that, yeah, that's today. That's today. Okay, I'm wrapping this up. It's gone too long. It's gone too long. Uh, Six o'clock start tonight in LA. Five thirty Friday. Open up three game series. Um, see you out there.